0: Welcome to the Art of Healthcare podcast, where we aim to be as good at the human side of healthcare as we are at the clinical side of healthcare. My name is Chris Desmond. I'm a physiotherapist who's fascinated by how we can better help the person with the problem. Join us as we learn how to connect better, how to show up better, and how to understand our patients and ourselves better. Welcome to the Art of Healthcare show, where we have conversations with experts all about how to get better at helping the person with the problem. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by my mate, Heather Watson, who's a physiotherapist, a manager, a yoga teacher, and a learning enthusiast about all things health, healthcare, and life in general. So Heather, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Chris. It's great to see you
0: yeah it's good to it's good to see you as well because it's been a little while since we since we caught up um the first question that i want to ask you is why are you interested in in the art side of healthcare? like what fascinates you about that
1: yeah i think um that comes from my general curiosity about just human nature and like how our minds and bodies work um, I really do think that we treat healthcare like a science, but it really is both a science and an art form. And, um, you know, having having 13 years in the field now, I'm really learning so much more about um, the art of working with humans and really interacting and create, like being creative. And I think really so much of my practice is is expanding on a creative sense rather than uh, you know a true scientific sense
0: mm, cool yeah and i I completely agree with that and I think I'm about as far along as you are in your in your healthcare journey and and I find that as well as that it's um it's both that art and the science that that combined really drives great outcomes for people it's um, it's having that, that scientific study but it's also. Uh, how do we how do we work with people? Um, because every person is different as well, um, which also like allows you to explore your creativity a wee bit more as well, which means that you're a little bit more fulfilled in your work. Um, and I think at times through my career, I've lost sight of that um, and lost sight of that creativity a wee bit. and that's it's usually when I've struggled the most as a as a clinician.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I think, you know, I think the way we're taught, I don't know, like, I know uh, the way we were taught in Canada, at least to be physios, was so, like, prob- like you know, it was so co- cookie cutter. Like, we were really learning, you know, we were learning from the beginning, and I guess it had to be, but it was this idea that, like, A plus B will equal C as a solution. And mm. I think so often we go into to like our careers that way expecting that that's you know the magic solution and I think where a lot of new healthcare providers um, struggle is when a plus b doesn't equal c and like it's supposed to we're told it's supposed to but it's really when we have to like actually step back and 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 look at it as like a creative problem solving and be really curious and and be really open and like trying to figure out the problem and the that you know one injury can be solved a hundred different ways depending on the client and depending on you know so many other factors um and i i think the more i've embraced that throughout my career a the more fun it's become because when you do get wins Uh, especially with those clients that come in and say like, you know, you know, the 10th person I've seen, like, can you fix this? (laughs) You know, you you do get wins, but you also, I feel like the more creative you are um, and curious you are actually, the more you learn and the the more, I guess, fun work becomes.
0: Mm, Yeah. And the more you can almost get into a little bit of a flow state with it as well, is that it doesn't feel it feels like it just goes goes quickly and it's enjoyable and it and it happens it happens fast it's not something that you're just trying to push uphill all the time
1: yep yeah exactly i mean and it's interesting even within a you know you and i have both worked within a in our approach that has is like a prescription-based approach like the the mckenzie uh approach is 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 you know it's very prescription-based right mm-hmm. like this it is a plus b equals c but even within that approach like you know how many different ways have you solved you know Mm. a a disc you know a disc problem or a pattern you know that kind of thing like it's not necessarily you know maybe some of the philosophies are similar but every patient who walks through your door that may look a little bit different
0: Mm. yeah and i think that's a really cool point about Science meeting art is that okay? Here's the here, here's what we know from a scientific perspective, and we can use that as a baseline for our thinking and for our approach. But then the art is putting those other building blocks on top of it and and making it unique and contextual to that person as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's where I really think, like, you know, it, it's it's really starting to understand our own our own like boundaries and like biases and and things mm-hmm. that we might be afraid of as well um you know whether it's you know I, I remember at the beginning of my career I was so afraid to like pretend like to say I didn't know the answer or I was so afraid that anybody who like came into my office if I didn't have the answer if I couldn't solve their problem like I would feel like such a failure um, and I I think like the more I was starting to like get to know myself through yoga, you know, yoga and and a lot of like um, more personal work I did on myself, the more I started to be able to understand some of those fears and actually was able to then step into my physio practice in a very different way because I could see where I was maybe not being creative or not really focusing on my client because I was so afraid of like failing or saying, I didn't know the answer. And, and even saying, I don't know the answer, but I'm willing to take this journey with you. And here's what I think we can try. Uh, It may not work. It might work. You know, that, that vulnerability to even start to say that as a clinician is often something we're not taught. And, Mm. but is, I think the real difference between, um, the real difference between being a cookie cutter solution person and really being a po- patient focused um practitioner
0: yeah yeah i i 100 agree and i kind of i think about it a little bit as the the mechanic versus the artist yeah. and that's not, not no offense to any mechanics that I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but um, mechanics can be artists as well. But you don't. We we don't want to just be that. Be the mechanic, um, because as you said, it can be. It can be a little bit of a cookie cutter approach, and it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And um, like I really, I really like how you talk about that. Having to do that on on personal work and uh, understand your biases and how you how you've potentially approach problems and then being vulnerable enough to to share some of that and, and to say actually hey I, I don't know the answer here. Um, I don't uh, I'm not hundred percent sure of this, but it's a, it's a journey we can we can walk together and um, like I'm really interested to hear your take on vulnerability as, as health professionals. So I mean what does it mean to be vulnerable as a, as a health professional?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's, I think it's a couple of things. I think the first thing that really comes to mind is understanding or being open enough to understand both yourself and your, you know, any of your biases or maybe some of your negative core beliefs or things that you carry with you into, into, um, into an interaction with a client, um, that w- might limit you in how you react or how you act with a client. I think this, this is really important because I think so often we are under such time pressure to make clinical decisions and to assess and treat that I think often we forget how quickly some of these things can come out in our practice. So mm-hmm. I think that's twofold. I think it's, understanding our own selves better and knowing what how we're how we're how we're showing up in the room is the first part and the second part I really think that goes hand in hand in that is once you start understanding yourself and maybe how your reactions can uh, affect an interaction it also then allows you to be more compassionate and open and vulnerable to sit with your client in some of their own fears or their own biases or maybe their own like beliefs. And instead of just being like, seeing that as a barrier, um, you know, seeing that as an opportunity um to connect with your client, I guess I have an example, I have had one client, I, I remember this, this rea- I remember this moment really vividly. Um, I had this one client who was um, very pain focused, very anxious, we we were working very 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 slowly together um, and I had built some of her trust but I'll, like I'll admit I was finding it, it was it was a frustrating interaction and um you know I was getting I, I was bringing some of my own frustration to the table like quietly as we do as you know as practitioners um and then I went away for two weeks and was finishing up my uh, yoga teacher training and and during that time we had done a lot of um, you know, self-invest, the investigation work on our, our negative core beliefs and how that was, how those came up in our lives. And I think it was like the next, like, it was the first day I was back in the clinic. Um, and she was on my, uh, on my schedule. And I, I just remember for the first time, just sort of, instead of being like in a hurry for her to stop talking or like, you know, so I could actually give her some therapy. Like I kind of just sat back and listened to her and actually saw her, I really for the first time saw her fears and her, her own vulnerability and, and like how that was presenting within her pain. And from that point on, I was able to kind of like remove myself from the situation and actually connect with her and, 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 you know, address some of those fears and rather than just trying to fix her pain
0: Mm. cool cool was that when you were working with me as well because i remember you going away on the the teacher training oh awesome
1: yeah it was right next door in that next office
0: (laughs) yeah beautiful beautiful and how is how is showing up as with vulnerability as a, as a health practitioner, how has that changed your cli- your clinical approach? And I guess you've, you've probably alluded to it a little bit with that story, but is there any, any other big changes that you've seen?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a bunch of things, really. Um, I certainly enjoy my practice a lot more because I have less of a burden of, like, um, like I have less of a burden of like really having to get it right versus um, being really like open to pivoting. Um, I think that my the ability to pivot has really improved in my practice. Um, I recently did a, a course, um, a tech course, and they talk a lot about how tech companies, you know, they the way they work. And when you're building an app is they build small parts and then they test them. And then if they either work or they don't work. And there's no, there's no blame for, there's no blame or like no one gets in trouble if they don't work. They just go, okay, this didn't work. We have to pivot. And uh, I think that's really how I've started to interact in my practice instead of having one, one clear answer, uh, really like approaching it from, here's a creative you know solution. We're gonna try it. And I'm really upfront up front with my clients about that too, especially if it's something that I don't fully, like I haven't seen, you know, it's not a, an injury I've seen a hundred times or if they're, they're a complex case, you know, saying, uh, I, I don't have a clear answer. This is what I think we're going to do. This is I, why I think it's going to work, but we're open to pivoting at any time if it's not working. So if it doesn't work, there's no, no one's wrong. It's just, that's not the right answer. Um, I think that's a a big difference. Um, and, and, and for me, it's fun. Like that becomes more fun to get, be able to get creative and really like think through a problem. Um, and that's carried really well for me as well. I've, I've, in the last couple of years have been working, uh, in people's homes and that moving out of the clinic, you, you lose some of your tools and you have to be really creative and come up with like different, uh, different ways to solve a problem. And, Um, that's been like, one of the things people often say to me when I go into their homes is like, that was so awesome that you were able to do it here. And like you, it, I didn't have to spend all this money on equipment or things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think the other big thing was, is from like a happiness perspective, I'm, I'm much less hard on myself. Um, and, um, yeah, the work is more enjoyable. And if I don't know how to solve a problem, I'm I'm much more um, open to like referring out.
0: Yeah. And is that so that that last point is that because you're more vulnerable as a healthcare practitioner, or is that because you've done the work beforehand to get to that point, or both?
1: Both, I would say. You know, I think there's two cases. I think there's the case where I, maybe I assess a client, and maybe from whatever. Whatever it is, whether it's maybe I don't, maybe I know somebody who has, uh, you know, more expertise in a particular area or maybe, and, and you know, I just know that client's going to get better care if they go see another person uh, or maybe it's just like, I, I can tell the the fit is wrong. And I know that maybe there's somebody else who might, be, you know, do better with the client or connect better with the client. I mean, certainly I know when you and I worked together, there was times where we would, you know, shift clients between us and say, you know, I don't connect with this person, but I, I know it as well. And then that the client's happy, right. Because they get to have their problem solved with less of less pain. Um, But then there's also the times where, yeah, you, you tried everything, you know, there's an end to the creative process. Um, And, you know, maybe somebody needs to see somebody uh, like a surgeon or just a, a different practitioner or you know maybe it's even outside of the medical you know community maybe it's actually a stress you know a stress problem or you know maybe there's some mental barriers that maybe they need need some support on that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really i'm really interested here that in terms of and the I think that the challenges that you faced uh, in regards to wanting to have the right answer, um, they're not unique to you. I think the problems that come up quite often within the healthcare sphere is that like we want we want the right answer. We want the we, we flip to the back of the textbook to look and see, okay, this is this is what I need to give to this person how did you shift from that point to where you are at the moment in terms of being able to be, to be vulnerable?
1: Um, I think for me, it's probably been a lot more of the personal work I've, I'm doing um, with on my own. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about it today and I was thinking, you know, so many of the courses that we, um, do as clinicians are so like skills based in terms of like, yeah, the textbook or here's the manual on how to do this. And I think we really kind of miss the boat a little bit with our clinicians. Sorry, I not totally answering your question, but I'm gonna get there. Um but I think we miss the boat a lot of times in terms of like just personal development uh within ourselves and how, you know, that's seen as other and outside of work. Um, and, you know, but I show up and I'm this professional. I put on my uniform and I'm this professional person. Um, and there's not a lot of encouragement of those skills. Maybe we talk about communication skills, but I don't feel like we often talk about, like, what are the barriers that are, are affecting your practice from a personal perspective? Um, so for me, it's been, you know, uh, probably since I was in New Zealand, that has been... Uh, this ongoing journey of learning about myself, and um, and that's been through you know multiple different facets. That's been through you know yoga training. That's been through podcasts. That's been through reading. That's just been through going through my own you know uh, states of uh, having uh, having depression and having anxiety and learning about myself. Uh, and that's really allowed me to become more uh, compassionate and realize that there's like also a lot of different ways that like, pain can present and really starting to like understand clients as whole humans, instead of, um, instead of, you know, the shoulder problem, <laughs> you know, like that classic thing. We, you know, you know, we always, we do sometimes as clinicians, like here's Chris, he's a, he's a, he's a rotator cuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, So what I'm hearing from you is that there's, there's no hack to it. There's no, there's no quick, uh, here's a three-step process that you can, that you can follow, uh, as a cookie cutter and become vulnerable.
1: You know, I, I don't think that there's a three-step perfect process because I do think it in itself is like a learning journey, but I would say in terms of if you're going to take like three points away to like start, start the process, um, for me, I think the first thing is just being open to starting the process uh, and really um, the first thing, the next thing is just being just really open to um, starting to observe yourself. So uh, one of the, the ways I really started to notice it was anytime I felt aggravated with a client or I felt um, frustrated or like I wanted to rush them along or like, like what I was doing wasn't working, that would be like an opportunity to just sort of step back and ask myself like, okay, what am, what am I feeling right now? Like, and you know, that might, that answer might've been, I'm feeling like I don't know the answer or I'm feeling, you know, inadequate or I'm feeling frustrated, you know? And, and I think, um, And I think that what that does is it puts a label on that interaction that then we can start to dig deeper and say, you know, why am I feeling this way? And what is it in me that maybe I need to like Mm. examine? And I think the more we start to start that process with ourselves, then we can then flip that on the, in the opposite direction. And when we see a client getting frustrated or a client maybe being resistant or a client maybe... Um, you know, you know, even being angry or, or, you know, um, they're not doing their exercises or they're not engaging, um, you know, instead of kind of getting frustrated with that or being blocked, maybe starting to ask the question, like, what is going on with them? And even introducing that into our questions that we ask people, you know, are you afraid of something, you know, and, Uh, I think we often stay away from that because we don't maybe want to know the answer, but it can be the thing that, you know, I think when we're vulnerable and asking maybe slightly vulnerable questions outside of the scope of just the injury, we open opportunities to connect with our clients and really actually get to the root of the problem.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Um, and I've I've kind of noticed as I've started to understand myself better, I start to understand other people better as well. Mm-hmm. But also I start to maybe be a little bit more confident asking those vulnerable questions. Um, I mean, I had had someone come in and see me this morning who has been in pain for six months and. I I said to them, I was like, look, pain is, pain's horrible, but pain often we can live with, it's, it's the things that it stops us from doing that are often really challenging mentally and emotionally for us as a person, and that's often harder, and Mm -hmm. that just kind of created a way to, to go in and talk to her about that, and to focus on, focus the conversation around, okay, what's what's important to her as a as a person and and how is that going to be helpful for me in terms of us solving her problems and creating a health journey for her
1: mm-hmm. and and that after, and that in that you build like you know you build so much more trust in those moments with your client that you don't necessarily build like just having the right answer because having the right answer doesn't necessarily mean the problem is solved. Like you still have to do the work right? And you need that mm-hmm. client's trust along the way. Um, and I think in those situations, especially those people who they you know their issues are complex, um, I think trust is, you know, when, uh, if you, you show your vulnerability, you show that you like you get it. Um, you get that whole picture you know in, in in just building that trust they're they're much more willing to go on that journey with you
0: yeah and i mean kind of extrapolating that out what do you see in terms of changes from for patient outcomes in terms of working this way and being being a more vulnerable healthcare provider um
1: i definitely see you know i i definitely see those um I definitely see those, uh, Uh, that, you know, I think the, the, the so-called easy injuries that are probably the same outcomes, the ones that are, you know, heart, you know, quick and quick and fast. And they, you know, it's an ankle sprain and it goes along that same, that same route, you know, and, and whether you're vulnerable or not, like those ones are probably the same. I think the difference, and that's where you're looking at like the mechanic strategy of, you know, like A plus B equals C, right? Mm. I think the, the difference I see now in terms of patient outcomes is, is much more with the complex cases or the cases that are coming in and have had, you know, have um, multiple facets to them. So things like maybe stress is related or nutrition is related or uh, lifestyle or mental, you know, mental changes. I'm seeing a lot more, um positive outcomes with them certainly those are cases where i think there's the outcomes are good but then um the uh the um engagement i think compared to if i'm working on a less vulnerable strategy that person may disengage sooner um whereas working in a vulnerability type of strategy, you tend to see the client stick with you and really believe in the journey, even if it takes a long time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I mean, I, I completely agree that vulnerability is, it's something that's vitally important to us as, as health professionals. Um, I mean, how do you think about balancing being vulnerable with Um, kind of professional scope of practice and uh, and timeframes that you have to see this this patient because at times it can be it can be a more drawn-out process
1: yeah yeah absolutely I think um, two things I think it's first of all changing our definition of what vulnerability means and is that like it should be something that's built into our practice, versus something extra that we maybe mm-hmm. do on the side that costs us extra time. Like, um, I think if we see it as a means to get to the goal, either sooner or smoother, or like um, allowing our client to have a better outcome, then it it really becomes a part of the patient experience. And it, um, you know, time wise, I've had this happen a couple of times where especially on, I I mean, I work on a much long, I, I'm able to do a bit more now because I work, I see clients for longer because I'm at their homes, but, you know, in, in the 20, 30 minute structure that is so often in, in private clinics, you know, I, I, I had a couple of clients in the past where, you know, we just got into a really good conversation and they got to, you know, they got to address, you know, maybe a fear or like, a line of questions that they had because we opened, I opened up the door for them that way. And we spent the whole session talking and we didn't do any hands-on work and we didn't do any exercises, but they left. And they, you know, those are sometimes the most impactful sessions because they leave feeling seen and heard. And that like, we've talked through a plan and they know where we're going and they trust, they trust the partnership. Um, and usually at those times, I, you know, I say, you know what, like at the end of the session, I'll say, you know what, like, I think that's all we'll do today, but I think it was, you know, but then reinforcing the value of why that conversation is just as much therapy as the mobilization I might've done as well.
0: Mm. While you were talking there, I've just had this quote pop up in my head and I, I, Unfortunately, can't remember who said it. It might be one of those just kind of generic ones that's, that's out there, but it's slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I think that kind of slowing down and having those conversations allows the, the whole process to go a little bit more smoothly. And then if we're thinking long-term outcomes for someone, then actually we're, if we if the process goes smoothly, those those positive outcomes hopefully happen faster for them at the other end.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think you also build the kind of knowledge as well in in the client. So if it is something they're having to manage ongoing, you know, I think you're able to better build those tools so that they might be able to manage more effectively independently on their own in the future. Mm.
0: Yeah. And, Heather, if we, if someone listening to this wants to walk away and put this into practice tomorrow, what's, what's one thing that they could start with?
1: I think, uh, yeah, like I said before, I think just starting with just uh, observing yourself in, in moments of, um, so I'll use this, I'll use this, uh, more, more, uh, concrete strategy. So. When I was going through depression, I had this little thing I did with myself where I assessed what my my state of mind was when I was at neutral. Um, so I was wasn't particularly super happy. I wasn't sad. I wasn't upset. I was just like I was chill. I was I was good. Um, and then I started using this as a ten point scale, and you know ten in one, 10 in one a plus ten would be super happy, over elated. You know, just like buzzing. And, and minus 10 would be, you know, sobbing, upset, really, you know, feeling down. And I started to observe myself in this strategy. So anytime anything kind of moved out of that neutral state, especially towards the negative, I would ask myself, what are you really feeling right now? And usually it wasn't, I'm not i am not angry about this traffic. I'm really sad right now. Um, so you can use this, I would say, this strategy from um, uh, in, 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 in relation to your clients in this way, um, just starting to observe yourself throughout the day, watching your reactions for different things. And when you see an, a reaction that's, you know, outside of that, just, uh, you know, that chill listening, engaged state, when you start to feel frustrated, when you start to feel, you know, like you're moving off of that, off of that, um, you're moving up that scale, you know, May either make a mental note of it. Maybe you don't have time to examine it then, but maybe you will later in the day, and and start to examine. You know, what am I really feeling right now? And that gives you the opportunity then to break down. You know what's going on in me, um, and I think the more you start to do that, the more you start to find trends and and maybe some things that you need to work on in your in yourself. And then, like I said, it it also gives you the flip side of starting to see it in your patients.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to take that one away and work on it myself. Actually, that's a, that's a really beautiful strategy. Yeah. That if
1: um, if people want to, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, well, go. gonna say um, kind of like we talk about posture with clients, like the more often you observe it, the more your brain tricks you, like the more your brain will naturally remind you when you're out of a bad posture or when you're in a bad posture, sorry um the same thing worked with this strategy the more i started to ask the questions the more my brain kind of noticed when i was out of that neutral state and so it became easier and easier and easier to sort of pick up on those on those cues
0: Mm, cool cool yeah and like strength training the more you do it the easier it gets and the more automatic it becomes um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Heather if people want to connect with you uh, and have a chat with you more about this stuff is is there a way that they can do that
1: yeah absolutely um, I probably like LinkedIn or, or Instagram would be best um, so I'm Heather Watson on LinkedIn and uh, Heather E. Watson on Instagram
0: awesome and I will link that up in the notes for the show Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been awesome to have a conversation with you.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you for having me.
0: That is a wrap. Thanks everyone for tuning into the show. If you've enjoyed it, then make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of the weekly episodes. If you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is to share this out with a mate that you reckon might enjoy it And if you want to enhance your skills in this area even more, then watch out for the Art of Healthcare community coming in August 2021. It's a truly interdisciplinary space for us to upskill our art. If you want a sneak peek, for more info, head over to artofhealthcare.mn.co. That's artofhealthcare.mn.co. And a couple of quick thank yous. First of all, thank you to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. And thank you to you guys for joining me as we look to improve our art.